All right, we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome um, to the podcast thingy, dingy. I had a podcast for a while, but I shut it down. But I think it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, today, just as an intro, I wanted to talk about something that's actually happening right now. Um, it has to do with, well, it's kind of, it's just kind of a lot of, it's multifaceted. We'll put it that way. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, so I'll start with, where should I start? Let's see. I think I'll start with, um, this new sort of transition that's been happening, um, in my life. So for, so this, it's June right now, June 22nd, and probably for the whole month of May, um, I was like obsessed, like to a, almost an unhealthy level with training Muay Thai. And actually unhealthy is not really the right way to put it. Cause it was totally healthy. It was probably the most healthy that I've ever been <laughs> in my entire life. But I had an interesting thing happen, which is, um, uh, I hurt my shoulder. So I was going crazy. I was, this is, I, I posted on Facebook about it and I was, I was training four and five hours a day, every day of the week. Tuesdays was like six hours a day. Um, and um, by the way, this is, I had a little stomach issue. I think I ate something this morning that was no good. So the Coke is just so that I don't vomit later today. Anyway, super, super focused. And I had all this energy, this like physical energy to just do stuff. And I was always in the gym and I never ran out of energy and I could do class upon class upon class. And it, it just kept going and going and going and going and going. And I had never had that much energy before. So I didn't really know what it was. Um, but um, then I hurt my shoulder. Um, get this. I did. <laughs> uh, I hurt my shoulder doing too many push-ups. I did f almost 500 push-ups in an hour uh, for one of these classes, which is insane to begin with. It's just that's a it's an insane thing to try and do. But um, I had to take a couple of like a week off. Well, actually, it was more like two weeks off because I took like a took like four or five days off. I came back to class and I thought I was all right. Hit the bag a little bit and it was a little bit sore. And I just jumped in one. Wow, the Coke really makes me burpy. <laughs> Uh, oh, burpees. No, I twinge inside. But it uh, it messed with my shoulder, and so I jumped into a class, and we were just doing a, a simple drill, and I got pulled into a clinch, and just it just hurt. I couldn't move it for like three days. So I took another week off, and since then, I've noticed a couple of things have happened. Number one, I don't have as much physical energy as I did then, and I don't know if it's because I burnt myself out. I don't think it's because I burnt myself out. Um or I don't, I'm still kind of trying to figure out what it is, but this is my, this is my theory. I think that the mind and therefore the body can only really focus on one thing at a time. Like it can only be really be dedicated to one thing at a time. And for that month, I was a hundred percent dedicated to Muay Thai. I had work that I was doing, but it was like secondary. I had, you know, family stuff that I was doing, but it was secondary. I had friends stuff. I was moving. There was a lot of stuff that was going on, but it was all secondary. But um, after after that happened, I had all this extra time. So I started putting more time into my work. Um, and I actually took on a couple more clients. And I think my theory is that my mind has shifted. And now I'm more focused on the work that I'm doing than I was on 
uh, on the Muay Thai. And so I think that my body is not as ready to throw to throw itself into as much training as I was doing before because it knows I need to get up earlier because I was getting up at 10, 11, uh, going to bed at like 11.30. I was getting a good solid 10 hours of sleep a night because of all the training that I was doing and I was eating just everything that I could. And you'll notice this it's different when you work in a, the tech environment like I do. You, you end up um, sitting a lot. You're on your computer all the time. And so you don't need as much food. And so it all just sort of comes together. And I think, honestly, it has to do with my own, with my mental state with it. And so, um, interestingly enough, I found that um, my, just my, my mind, my, just my body is really geared more towards doing a little bit more work right now than, than it is around training. And I kind of have to get myself ready to go train. Like, I'm going to train today. I'm actually going to do quite a bit of training today. Um, but uh, it's just interesting kind of how the mind shifts because I was the – now, okay, so let me back up a second. I don't think that it's necessarily true that if you're focused on your work, you don't have energy to exercise. That's not what I'm saying because I think it's more, it's more that you have one primary focus and you can still dig deep and find the energy to go do anything that you want. Like there's no – there's nothing except your own – mind that's holding you back from going and getting exactly what you want whether it's exercise or whatever it is like there's i i that for that month i was capable literally of anything physically including 450 push-ups in an hour um but at the same time understanding that i think it's a maturity thing i think understanding that there are more things in the world there's more stuff is uh is important so Anyway, so it's just kind of an interesting thing that I've been going through. Um, uh, just getting a little bit more mature with my physic- the physicality of everything and how everything works. So um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, now that we've the, – the, kind of that's the lead up into I want to sort of talk more about um, some interesting ideas from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, because I've talked to – the last like week or so, I've actually talked to several people about um, – starting starting businesses like starting their own side businesses or things on the side and I've been religiously following Gary Vaynerchuk um, which I hadn't before and uh, more recently I've I've kind of grown to like what he has to say more and more because it it seemed early on that most of what he was talking about was like you just gotta hustle you gotta be the guy that gets up at four in the morning and works before you go to your day job and then comes home and works from five until nine at your your side hustle and then you know, all these other things that you do. And he always talked about, like, don't watch Game of Thrones and don't watch House of Cards and, like, do all these other things. And that didn't really sit right with me because it's like, if I want to watch House of Cards, I'm going to watch House of Cards. That's what I want to do. But it, it had to do with a lot of that. My own uh, dislike for that was mostly me missing, like, not understanding what he was saying because I watched some other videos. And he's not talking at all about, you know, don't do things that you want to do. Don't do things that you like. He's talking about... um He's talking about being happy, which is what I've been talking about since this since since everything happened in my you know since the the transformation started with me is if you figure out what it is that makes you happy and you do that 
that that's all that matters. You don't need to do anything else. You don't need to spend time or waste energy trying to go do other things. So he that's what he talks about. He's like, what I have to say, all the stuff about hustle and all those other things, those are for that's for the complainers. If you're happy and you don't need to go set up turn up a you know, do a side thing or anything like that, you win. And I totally agree with that. Because really the hardest thing in life is figuring out what you want. What do you really want? Once you know what you want, the rest of it's just a cakewalk. Like there's nothing more there's it's it's easy. But the hard thing is figuring out what you want. Um now as far as figuring out what you want, I think it's interesting. Um, in fact, so I'm going to take a little bit of a diversion from that. I want to come back to it. A little bit of a diversion. I want to kind of talk to you about something that's happening right now. Um, so I've got these couple of friends. Um, well, one of my roommate and then another guy that's one of his friends that they want to start these businesses. Um, and uh, there's all there's all this stuff about kind of like the way... There's a lot of romanticism around around running, owning your own business, and um, and I'll be the first to tell you, it's terrifying <laughs> owning your own business, because there are nights. I mean, I never thought this would happen. I heard people talk about it, but I never thought it would actually happen to me. But there are nights that I go to bed, and I'm like, this could all go away. <laughs> I could wake up tomorrow, and everything that I've built for the last six months could just be gone. Uh, now it never has. It's always there. You know what I mean? Like. I've, I, I treat my clients pretty well, so it never goes anywhere. But a lot of times, you know, owning your own business can be scary, and that tends to scare people away from from diving in. It's that, that fear, you know, and especially when you're not, when you have a job, the fear of not having a job when you have a job is crippling. And it's part of the reason why I never jumped ship and started my own thing until I was sort of asked, you know, assisted on my way out, so to speak. And so... Um, interestingly enough, when you take the plunge, feeling that fear, um, is necessary to success in a, in the small business world, I think. Now, that's not necessarily true for everybody. I don't think that everybody should quit their job because there's lots of people that are really good at what they do and they are happy at what they do and that's fine. But if you're that kind of person that's just constantly unsatisfied with what you do, you put in so much work and you don't get out of it what you think you should, um... There is something, it's like, it's like you can't be a successful fighter without, without getting beat up or like without, without, you know, acknowledging the fear that comes with fighting somebody that you think that, that you think might be better than you or going into a situation that's unfamiliar or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you have to put yourself in that situation really and really take the, the the dive, because it's that it's that fear, it's that that lack of understanding, lack of of. It's not really, I mean, it is fear, but I think it's more a lack of surety, a lack of certainty. The lack of certainty is what drives the creativity, because when there when it's when it's necessary for you to succeed, that's when you succeed. That that whole um, that whole comment about when you want to succeed as badly as you want to breathe. You, you'll succeed, I think. So that's taken on a new meaning for me because I think that means not so much you have to want it as much as you want to breathe, but you have to need it as badly as you need to breathe. Because, there's, I mean, when you have a safety net, then there's no, 
there's nothing really driving you to be to really put what's put in what it takes to be really successful. So anyway, that's my little philosophical rant for a second. I, um, the the uh, the interesting thing about a lot of this, in fact, I got to respond to this guy right now. Um, let's see. Yeah, so this guy he wants to start a business doing Instagram, and I have, oh, I have the, I have such amazing hopes and dreams for this guy, and I hope I can get him to. Um, Because I think that the beauty of this, so he's talking about, I want to take on clients. I want to, I want to manage people's Instagram for them and charge them like a thousand bucks a month. And I'm thinking, this is what you should do. The process for managing your own Instagram account is pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. So what you should do, it's just a matter of you have to just learn how and then just do it, right? The, the process is pretty straightforward. He's actually shown some other people um, how to do it. So the, what he should do, what I think he should do, I'm going to tell him right now what I think he should do. Here's what I think you should do. <laughs> Um, what I think he should do is set up um, an information product. He should actually just teach people how to do it and then charge people. I should move this out of there. Here we go. And then charge people. Um, so teach people how to do the uh, Instagram stuff. Give them the, the tools, give them everything that, that there is, and then um, upsell from there into a, into a paid sort of subscription program. So should create an info product that teaches people how to do what you do and shows the return. And then upsell people into a done for you service from there. Sell the info product for fifty to two hundred and fifty bucks. So the idea here is I want him to to really take advantage of all of the um, avenues for, for creating revenue, right? So you've got this whole, I want to take advantage of the people that I can uh, that I can manage their Instagram for them. And that's great. That's a thousand bucks a month. That's 500 bucks a month. That's, that's perfect. But there are so many businesses that won't pay you that. One-off little solopreneurs, they're not going to drop a thousand bucks a month. They don't have a thousand bucks a month. But they might pay fifty bucks for a course teaching them how to do it, right? So now you now you're taking on all these these lower level people, um, you know, selling them on an info product that teaches them how to do what they need to do. Ten percent of those people will actually do what they need to do. They'll get all the work done that they need to get done. They'll see the return, and it'll be awesome for them. Forty percent of those people, I'm making these pulling this number out of my butt, but it, whatever. A, another a much larger percentage of those people are gonna. Uh, get the content, they're going to have a little bit of success with it and realize that they want someone else to do it and they're going to come and and pay. (laughs) 
This is a classic, classic response. At this point, I'd like to sell my service to bring in cash. Because what he doesn't understand is that it's not, it's not either or, it's both. Um, anyway, so so he so it's interesting, you know what's happening here. Is there, there <laughs> you kind of get in your head that it works a certain way, and the reality is, creating an information product that has valuable content is the single fastest way to make money on the internet, because there are systems that work like clockwork to drive ads into um, profit. I mean, that's you create the content. You put it into a system. It's not that hard to build the system. You hit play. You drop some money in from Facebook and then just let it go. And it just builds on its own. And then what happens is you can just cherry pick off the top of those customers who you want to market your services to. So you get to pick your customers. Um, but all the time, you don't have, like, nobody wants to get stuck in services. That's not, you don't want to go from getting paid X number of dollars per hour for someone you don't like to getting paid X number of dollars per hour for someone you don't know. For, for and you don't even know how often how much that that content's gonna or how how smooth or how long that con that um, that revenue stream is gonna last because at any moment that person could could dump you um, anyway uh, this guy probably thinks that I'm telling him I'm not gonna help him but Anyway, it's kind of interesting that that whole process. And then, so this guy, you know, he wants to set up. He wants. He has. He has a system for for getting followers and getting getting um, income using Instagram, which is brilliant. I don't know anything about that, so that's that's something that I want to take advantage of. And I think that there's probably some some room there for him to even help me out, which is fine. I mean, I'd be willing to pay money to have somebody run my Instagram for me. I mean, that's that's brilliant. If I can just create content and have somebody else curate it and and put it out there, perfect. Um, but, uh, but it's just, it's interesting. So, okay. So I want to do something interesting right now. And that is, I want to kind of, I want to flip to, um, oh, Birchbox. Okay. I want to flip to, um, something here and, uh, we're going to see how this works because it's going to be interesting. But just as a test, I want to. Um, I'm going to turn on Facebook Live on the phone ski here. And I'm going to, like, it's just going to be kind of like a preview thing for the actual link of the video, which I'm going to put up a little bit later. I, I want to see what it looks like to have a video where I podcast about a bunch of stuff and then I s jump into Facebook Live for five minutes or so, ten minutes or so, and just talk to the Facebook Live people. And then cut out of Facebook Live 
and have it sort of, and then sync that part of it into the video here because there's people that comment and stuff. So we'll see, we'll see how that whole thing works. So this is going to be totally random and we probably won't get that many people actually watching, but um, let's see here. Sorry, this is staying forever. <laughs> I had to figure out what I was going to actually talk about. Okay, this is going to be the video that I put up there. You can see I just put it on the thing. Is uh, doing what you want, you know, to be happy and stuff. All right, so let's see how this works. So this guy's going to start. I'm going to, oh, jeez, microphone. Oh, what's up, everybody? This is, <laughs> this is really complicated because I got to move stuff. Boom. That's cool. I like that. All right, so we're live on Facebook. I'm live on Facebook. Uh, we. Me and a trusty little microphone here are live on Facebook. It's actually kind of an experiment. Uh, number one, I want to see how the sound works. I think my laptop might be kind of blocking the sound, um, but whatever, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. But what, I, what I'm really interested in figuring out is how um, this, so this is going to sink into a longer podcast episode. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll just get into it. But the interesting thing that I want to talk about today, I've talked about this a couple of times, and there's a lot of people, I think, out in the marketplace that are saying similar things, but, um, but I don't think a lot of people really understand how important it is. Um, there's... I spent a lot of time uh, in my life, and I think a lot of other people have done the same thing, um, trying trying to trying to be a certain thing, right? There's a there's like a this archetype of the 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 right way to live, and a lot of people have different reasons for having these ways of living, right? There's, there's religion, there's there's ideologies, there's whatever it is that you're you know whatever way of life you're you're trying to um, to lead. But what I've found in my own life is that the times that I'm the most happy are the times when I put that stuff to the side, which is so hard to do, especially in a religious, you know, coming from a very religious background, um, setting all of that aside for the sake of understanding my own, like my real wants and desires has been probably, um, has probably been uh, it's, it's definitely really hard to do, but I also think, um, it's when you actually can do it, when you get to the point where you can actually turn off a lot of that, um, I don't even know how to really describe it, but just that, that mentality of trying to achieve a certain, uh, status or a certain, you know, be it the thing that you're, sp you're supposed to be and do the things that you're supposed to do. Uh, there's always, 
I could be speaking. I am speaking for myself here, so this might not be the case for everybody else, but I've, I'm pretty sure it is. There's always a sense of, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that it's that it it sort of upsets you, but it you can't really get at real happiness until you truly understand who you are. And I think there's a lot of fear around going to the place where you allow yourself to be who you really are. There's a lot of fear involved because whatever the rhetoric is, whatever the reasoning behind acting a certain way, you 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 don't do what you want to do. And there's all these other reasons, but the, the thing is you, you can't get at real happiness, at real grounded, just a real understanding of who you are and what you're, and the fact that you're doing things f- because you want to do them and not because somebody else told you to do them. And it's, there's so much fear around breaking through that wall of societal pressure, familial pressure, uh, religious pressure, whatever it is. And it's, the thing is, I think we're, I think we're all afraid. I was deathly afraid, but I think a lot of people are deathly afraid of making, of making that jump because we're afraid that we're going to be something other than the archetype that we've, that we've given to ourselves that we've decided is who we are. Right. So we've, so we grow up under this, under this certain paradigm, this certain understanding of the way that things are supposed to be, or the, the way that things are, um, just the kind of the way that our mind has, has told us, the, the way that we're conditioned to understand the world around us. And it keeps us at bay from really understanding who we are and what we really want. And then and getting what we want. That's that's the the interesting thing, the, the crazy thing about happiness is that happiness is just getting what you want. It's just the process of going after the things that you in in, in your deepest heart of hearts that you actually want to be doing. And I think and I, this was the case for me, I know for for too, for way too long um, the things that we actually want, uh, we hide from. We hide from go from allowing ourselves to want things, to to have desires, to have these things that we're going after, because it scares us. Right? It scares us to think, oh, I might want something other than what society, what my family, what religion, what whatever has has told me that I should want. And unfortunately. The, the, the consequence of that is that we never actually get, we never, we're never actually happy. We're always sort of just in this sort of um, conditioned mindset. I'm going to pause for one second because I think there's a little magic button that I want to push on Facebook. Anyway, so I think it's, I think it's super important I just think it's super important that you spend your life and your time um, just understanding what you actually want to be doing and and allow yourself, just let go of all of your preconceived notions of what's good and, and, and bad and just allow yourself to go to the place, allow yourself to go there and figure out what it is that you really want, right? Because the the truth is, Deep down, under all the walls, all the layers of, of, of um, protection that we build up around ourselves, in just deep, deep, deep inside. And I'm not, I'm not saying there are certain things you should want. I'm just saying deep, deep inside, underneath all the layers of, of, um, of you know, 
upbringing, of the way that you were raised, of all these different things. Deep, deep in, uh, underneath all those layers is you. It's the real you. It's the you that, that you are. <laughs> Sorry. It's the, the, the real things that you actually want. Like for me, si- simple things, right? It's dumb little things that you'll, you'll end up discovering that you really, really like. So I spent a lot of time not allowing myself to really want and like, um, like nice clothes, right? I spent my whole life, I had like two pairs of shoes, one pair of athletic shoes and one pair of um, uh, Sunday shoes, we'll call them. Um, and I had an experience where I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go there. This is super benign. These are the the types of things that I'm talking about. Super benign. I was like, you know what? I want nice shoes. So what? The interesting process that happens is I went out and I bought, I've got probably 16 pairs of shoes. I love all of my pairs of shoes. I wear next to none of them. And part of that is because I allowed myself to go to really like feel through the wanting that thing. And it burned out. I realized I didn't actually, I didn't actually really want shoes. But I thought I did, and, I, and I, I would have spent my whole life resenting myself and everything around me, my family, my, the religion I was raised in, all this stuff. I would have spent my whole life resenting that because I wanted shoes, when it, and I didn't actually even want them, right? All, it's, it's, there's so many things that you just have to let yourself want. Let yourself, let yourself go to the place of being who you actually are and go after the things that you actually want. And then you'll discover who you really are. And then, then the beauty of it is then you can turn back on all of the, all of the notions about what's right and wrong that you're, you're conditioned for. You know, you can, you stay in religion. You, 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 you know, you have your religion, you have your family, you have all these things that you're doing. And now you're acting from a place of complete and total authenticity. So no longer are you, are you acting from a place of, you know, well, my, this is the way that I was raised or this is the way my family does it, or this is the way that they do it in my religion, right? Now it's, this is how I do it. This is me. This is what I want. And the interesting and crazy thing is, across all boards, I believe this to be true 100%, across all boards in every situation in life, you will live more true to the principles of the, the principles of the way you were raised or the, way that the, the religion that you were raised in or your family. You'll live more true to that because it will be authentic. So you're not trying, you're just being, you're just you. You're not, it has nothing to do with, uh, with trying to be, oh, whoops, sorry about that. It has nothing to do with trying to be something and like being good at being something. It has everything to do with just being who you actually are. If you want to do something, then you just do it. If you don't want to do something, then you, then you just don't do it. It's as simple as that. There's not a whole lot to it, but I think, I believe very strongly that the path to true self-realization and self and and real happiness is in understanding and allowing yourself to go to the place of knowing what you actually want out of life and then going and getting those things. So if you want, you know, if you want to be, uh, uh, if you want to do for my example, if I want to do Muay Thai, I'm going to go do Muay Thai. If I don't want to do Muay Thai one day, I'm not going to do it because I, because it's, it's what I actually want. I'm living sort of authentically, not allowing myself to, um, to be caught up under all these preconceived notions of the way that I'm supposed to live. Now, one last thing that I want to bring up, which has to do with the idea of discipline. Okay. So discipline has always been brought up as this idea of like discipline or duty, 
right? Where um, you, you do things that you don't want to do for the sake of something else or someone else, all right? The truth is, in all instances, if you are doing something that you don't want to do that's not part of your true nature, your true self, in no way, for no person, in no situation, no religion, no family, no work environment, nothing, in no way does it count. Nobody wants you, like you, you, you don't, um, you, dragging somebody kicking and screaming into a certain thing is not satisfactory to anybody anywhere. There's no situation where, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I'll do it because you said so, or because the religion said so, or because my dad said so, or because this is the way we've always done it. No, that doesn't count. No, in no religion does it actually count for you to act a certain way solely because the religion tells you to. That it doesn't work that way. If, if I mean, t- I'll take Christianity, for example. Christ in the Bible talks all the time about if your heart's not in it, it doesn't count. You're either hot or you're cold. He doesn't t- handle any lukewarm stuff. He talks about that specifically. So if you're not truly you, if you're not being really who you really are, it doesn't count anywhere. It's, it's a lie. You're lying to your family. You're lying to yourself. It's, it's totally, it's, it's, it's bogus. It's bonkers. So you have to let go of the fear of that unknown of that, of, of what might happen if you let yourself want things, because you need, in order to really do anything for anybody, you have to be authentically you. So anyway, that concludes the Facebook portion of this little podcast. This video may or may not get inserted into the full video later, but I just wanted to see how the how it would stream together and how it all would work. So, sayonara, you Facebook people, and uh, thanks thanks to all of my friends who actually joined and watched. Uh, you know, this is this is fun. So, anyway, peace out. Well, that was fun. I kind of went on a little rant there. That was uh, some good times. People got on and got off. I don't know that um, anybody stayed on for that long because <laughs> I just rant. I'm just a ranter. But, uh, but yeah, that was kind of fun. So, um, oh, this is great. So coming back to this here, this guy. So this guy is kind of starting to get the idea. He doesn't have the time to create content, which is fine, because that's what I have time to do. Um, just to wrap up that whole thing from Facebook, um, if any of you were watching that Facebook thing live, um, that's something I feel really passionately about. Um, you, I, so I grew up Mormon and in the Mormon church, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff that you just do, um, because it's part of the religion. Hang on a second. I'm gonna grab my phone. A lot of stuff that you just sort of, you do because it's part of the religion. It's part of, um, it's part of, you know, being a good Mormon is, uh, going to church every Sunday and taking the sacrament is a thing that you do. And, um, there's a lot of other just pieces of it that you just, you just do just because you do. And, um, I found that I spent a lot of a very, very large portion of my life, just sort of doing things just because that's what you do. And I, and I think 
more and more I'm beginning to realize that um, that was probably detrimental to me because I spent my whole life like that. And it wasn't until recently that I really started to let myself go to the place of like asking the question, what do I, what do I really want? You know, like what, how is this going to work out for me? What, what, what is it that I'm really after? So anyway, I think it's super important. You have, and this is very hard to really, this is a very, very difficult breakthrough to have. So I understand if, if you're listening to this and you're like, what, what is he even talking about? I don't have any clue what this guy's talking about. There's this, there's this core sense of, of the way things are that we hide behind and within. And I, I don't even know how to describe it. You, you, you might just have, I might have to keep saying it until you, until it clicks for you, but you have to break through that and let the real you out and, and let yourself make real decisions based on what you actually want. Um, let yourself make mistakes, let yourself go places you never thought you would. If you want to do something that goes against what you, if you truly want to do something that goes against what you wanted, what you were raised to do or raised to think or all this kinds of stuff, um, do it. You should do it. You should try it. And don't be afraid that the things you're going to want to do are like, are, are going to be like, go out and kill people or rape people, you know, or steal or all this stuff. Cause that's not, that's not it. That That's not what people really want to do. People do those things as an escape from the system that's told them, from whatever system it is, whether it's the government or religion or whatever, they do those things as an escape from a system that's told them that they must act a certain way. And and it, it's natural, I think, for humans to to kind of want to buck that off and not be um, tied down by the restraints and the constraints of, of, um, of somebody else's idea of what you should be doing. Does that make sense? So I think it's important to let yourself go there. Now, if you really, really, really want to steal something, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to explain why I'm going to say this. You should do it. Because, for some reason, you need and want to experience the consequences of making choices. And that's fine. That there are consequences, and they're set up in the system for a reason. And, you know, if if we're... if if, if it, what it takes for you to understand that you shouldn't steal things is that you steal something, you get caught, you go to jail or whatever, you get a, get a fine, then that's what, you, that's what needs to happen anyway. If you don't understand just as a human that in order to live in a society, you can't steal, like it just doesn't work that. That's not the way that it works. If you don't understand that, then yeah, you need to steal. You need to get caught and you need to get punished for it so that you'll have a better understanding of it. Same thing with everything else, right? If you don't understand... If you don't have a core understanding of why you shouldn't kill people, like you got other problems and they're much deeper than, well, you got other problems, right? It's a, it's a different issue at that point. We're not talking about like, oh, well, you're just hiding behind your religion or whatever. It's a totally different thing. Um, so I think it's important. Just go there. Let your, be you, be authentic. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. If And be one other thing that I'll say just as a parting note, and I'll probably do a whole podcast on this later, is in your communication, be authentic. If you're thinking something, just say it. If you're not thinking something, or if you don't, don't, you don't got to lie to people, right? There's nothing wrong with being polite every once in a while, but there's no, there's no point. It doesn't help anybody for you to be, um, to hide or be passive aggressive or doing that kind of stuff. Just say it, just do it. Just be you, be authentic. Just, it makes it easier for everybody. If everybody was just authentic, if they just were themselves, we would all understand what to do. 
And we'd understand that when you're authentic, that means, yeah, some people aren't going to like you. That's fine. Not everybody is supposed to like everybody. Not everyone's supposed to get along with everybody. That's not the way that it works. So um, anyway, we'll close off that whole portion of stuff. I do think that's super, super important. So you probably will hear me talk about that again. But um, but yeah, so back to the back to the business thing. I think it's uh, it's important to see avenues um, and and to reach out to other people who are experts who have understanding and really pursue all the opportunities. Right. So you might have an idea. There's one thing I was talking about here. This one of these. There's a business that I was doing a little bit of side consulting for. And they have this idea for this site, which is really cool. And they have this their, their main idea over here, which is big and it's beautiful and it's kind of cool. They're really attached to it. But there's this side piece over here that's that has the potential to make a lot of money. And the key to their success is going to be their ability to, to segment out in their own understanding the big idea from that little idea from the one that actually makes the money. Because you sometimes you have a big idea and you realize there's this little thing that that is the money maker and you you grip on to the big idea because you think it's your passion. You think it's like, this is what drives me. And like, I get passion. I get doing what you want to be doing because I just did a whole rant on doing what you want to do. But don't be dumb. If there's a If there's an avenue to make more money, you got to follow it. You got to take that. Right, so don't get so caught up on your main offering, your main thing that you're doing, that you that you fail to dive in and take advantage of opportunities that present themselves, because they do. So it's it's massive and it's amazing. Um. Anyway, so I'm gonna actually cut this a little bit short. Normally I'd go for like an hour, but I'll just cut it short about 45 minutes. But I'm I'm excited to start doing this again. I've been inspired by some of the some of the guys in the UFC world, Joe Rogan and Brian Callen and. Brandon Schaub and those guys. Um, and I think I could sit down and talk forever. So I might as well just dedicate an hour a day to just sit down and just talk about stuff. It actually, it's very therapeutic for me just to get stuff out, even if nobody watches it. So, But I think people will watch because I'm pretty good at marketing. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this first episode of whatever this thing will be called at some point. But um, I will talk to you all on the morrow. <laughs>